Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, welcome to episode number 73 of the Familypreneur podcast. We have a lot of new listeners, and I want to thank you so much for finding us and tuning in and encourage you to subscribe. So whatever platform you are listening on, there is the option to subscribe and ensure that you don't miss another episode of the podcast. I also want to welcome back our regular listeners. I know I hear from a lot of you in my inbox, and I appreciate that, and I'm glad that you're here today. I'm really excited because we are talking to a young lady whose business is unique because it was built from a traumatic experience that she had. Her safety lockets help prevent the misidentification of kids at school, daycare, and on field trips. People need to know about this product because more than 800 thousand kids go missing every year in the United States. That's crazy, right? Her brand also includes African-American baby dolls and audio affirmation series, t-shirts, and more. I would like to introduce you to the eight-year-old CEO of K-Lock, Kennedy Harris, and her dad, Sean. Hi, Kennedy. Hi, Sean. Thank you guys for joining me. Hi there. Hi. Hi, I'm so excited to have you. I love interviewing parents and their kiddos. Cool. Thank you for having us. So, Kennedy, you are nine years old. Yes. And how long have you been running your business? One year. One year. Can you take us back a year ago and tell us how we got started? Because you've got a story. I got started because a lady took me from my school by misidentification. There was another Kennedy that she was supposed to pick up, but she picked up me instead. That's why I have lockets as a child's name, the school, and the parents' information. Whoa. So two kids with the same name, because Kennedy is kind of a popular name. It's very beautiful. So lots of kids are called Kennedy. And they sent you in somebody else's place. So you went with a stranger somewhere. Yes. And how... Sean, how was that for you? Did you? It was horrific. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I went to her after school care to pick her up as, as normal. And when I got there, they said, well, Kennedy's not here today. And I was like, she is here today because I dropped her off. And um, the after school care called the school. And when I called the school, you know, they kind of gave us a runaround. They said, well, hold on for a minute. So they kept the after school care on hold for quite a while. So, you know, it's like two miles away. So I just jumped in the vehicle and just shot up to the school real quick. And uh, I have a background in law enforcement. So I had contacted the county police, uh, the school police, 
to go ahead and see if they can get a person over there to see in case she was wandering around or anything like that. Uh, when I got to the school, then they told me that she had got on the incorrect school bus. And I knew that, that was very unlikely because she had been enrolled in the after school care since she was like two years old. So she was very acclimated with getting on the proper bus. And I said, well, OK, if she went to a, the wrong daycare, just give me the information. I'll go pick her up because I figured it couldn't be too far. And through about another 10 minutes of back and forth, uh, they admitted that they were lying uh, to me about the incident and had, in fact, told me that the defects caseworker uh, had come and pick her up about two hours earlier and took her to uh, two counties over, which was about maybe 12 miles away. Whoa. Kennedy, was that scary? Yes. Because you probably didn't know where you were going. Did they tell you anything? No. Did you tell her about the the ride over and what happened when you got there and what she was asking you? She brought me into a brick building and she set me in a room by myself with toys and gave me water and crackers. Whoa. That's crazy. So, Sean... Once you figured out what was really going on, how long did it take you to find her and get her back? Yeah, it was like two and a half hours that she was missing before I got her back. Uh, I guess it was probably like 5.30ish by the time I finally got her back uh, in my possession. Uh, you know, I stated that I needed to speak to the worker. And uh, actually, the worker that picked her up wasn't actually a caseworker. So she wasn't legally able to really transport, even though she did. And uh, because of their backload, so I got uh, in touch with her on her cell phone and, you know, demanded that she bring her to me immediately. So, you know, we had a discussion with myself, the police officer, the principal, and the vice principal once they did get her back to school and uh, started that process of the breakdown as far as what happened. And we found out that, in fact, that their identification process really didn't exist. Yeah. I was like, you know, do, do you ask the child for their name, their birthday or anything like that? And she said, no, we just take whatever the school gives us. And oh, my Kennedy, goodness. Yeah. Kennedy name ends with the letter I. They were looking for Kennedy to end in the letter Y. And it's a two-year birthday difference. So they should have been able to uh, determine that it wasn't fact, the right Kennedy because they kept asking her on the trip going over uh, have you ever been to DFACS or uh, you're familiar with DFACS? And when she got there, she had asked Kennedy, uh, have you ever been here before? And Kennedy looked at the building like, I, I have no idea where I'm at. They still proceeded through their process. And can you tell me what's, what is DFACS? It's a uh, Department of Family Services. So they didn't have, the schools didn't have like a proper way of identifying the kids, which is crazy. Before we jump into your solution, I just have to ask, did, did you, like, the next day, did Kennedy just go to school like normal? I'm going to let Kennedy tell you what happened there. When I went to the school, we went into a meeting, and there was the counselor. She made sh- sure that I got in my room safely and went on my bus, and went on my bus safely. Yeah, we, uh, we met the next morning. Uh, the superintendent for the county actually called me uh, that next morning. Uh, we had a meeting with uh, school counselors, um, the teachers, principal, vice principal. And, uh, you know, they really didn't have a good resolution other than, well, she appears to be fine now. And when we contacted the DFACS department, um, even to this day, it's been over a year and a half. They still never got back with me. And they promised that they would call me the very next day. And um, 
you know, they were kind of in the mindset and had the discernment and the demeanor of just, well, you got your kid back, be happy. So, oh you know, goodness. it didn't sit well um, with us in the situation. So, you know, we had to figure out other ways as a coping mechanism. And that's what uh, was the inception of the company, K-Lock. Right. Because, I mean, that's a situation that should never happen. Yes. Like ever. So tell me more about KLOC. I know you mentioned it a little bit in the beginning, Kennedy, but what exactly is it and how does it solve this problem? I came up with KLOC because the beginning of my name is K and then for the lockets are for the parents' information, the school, and the kids. So parents can buy the KLOCs. It's a necklace and their children can wear them. And I think I saw on your website, they can put them like in front of their shirt or in their shirt, right? Yes. So this way, if they get lost or misplaced or anything, they've got some identification with them so that hopefully that won't happen to other kids. Yeah. That's a really great idea. And then how did you decide that that was something you were going to make a business out of? For my family. Are there other entrepreneurs in your family? Yes. So who else is an entrepreneur? My dad and my brother. So dad, Sean, (laughs) you said that you have um, some background in law enforcement and you're entrepreneurial. Can you tell me a little bit about what that looks like for you? Yes. uh, Actually, um, you know, we grew up, my my parents told me, you know, you have three choices when you um, graduate from high school. You either go to college, go to the military or go get a job. So I went to the Air Force, and as one of my childhood dreams was always to be in law enforcement, so I did that for many years. But after a while, you know, I followed in the footsteps of uh, my parents and my great uncle, who were both entrepreneurs. So I started a couple companies in real estate and continued segueing into that. And uh, also my son, he's eight years old. He also has a financial literacy business called Daddy Did You Know? And uh, he came up with that idea that he wanted to create because he saw Kennedy starting her business. It became very profitable. And uh, he wanted to also, you know, follow in the footsteps of the rest of the family members as far as being entrepreneurs. It's definitely a contagious entrepreneurialism. (laughs) Awesome. So you guys had this idea. And what were the first steps? What did it look like to you guys to build, build the business? Yeah, what we did was, as again, as coping mechanism, she wanted to ensure that that incident would never happen to another kid. Because when we went home that night, uh, as you can imagine, she didn't want to go to sleep. She cried all night. And she just dreaded having to wake up and go to school the next morning. So going through that process, we, my wife and I, we had to figure out a way, how can we help her to cope? Uh, we actually took her to an outside counselor as well. But we saw that that wasn't the best process at that particular time. So... We knew she had an interest in uh, like clothing and cosmetics, the typical things girls her age are into. So uh, with the locket business, we started that. And there were there was a kid then in events. So we said, hey, let's just register and see what happens. And she made incredible sales at that event. Uh, she segued from the safety locket that she has into cosmetics. She has her own uh, body cream that she created that she makes here at home and uh, with different fragrances. Uh, Cotton candy was one that was the favorite. And um, she then started apparel uh, line, which I'm wearing one of her shirts now, K-Lock shirts with the K inside the logo. And she has on one of the shirts that's a big seller, which is called uh, Girls, Curls, and Pearls. Ooh, I like it. Into the shirt there. So the little girls love that. 
Uh, she has another shirt that says uh, Daddy's Little Girl. It has a, uh, a father holding the daughter's hand. And she segued from there into her own signature collection of baby dolls. Oh, that's awesome. So all of the dolls have beautiful, curly, thick hair. Mm-hmm. I love that, too. Because you don't see a lot of that in the stores, right? No. That's so awesome. And do you design the clothes and stuff for the dolls? I have a man factory that I get to tell them how I want the dolls to look like. That's so awesome. So the business started with the K-Locks a year ago, but you've grown and expanded it as your interests change, right? Yes. Do you have plans for 2019? What's going to happen this year? I have new books, the science behind it, raising a kid for new. And I have another book coming out in it. Affirmations. Ooh, affirmations. Are those going to be for kids or for adults or both? It's for both. It's going, my affirmation is going to be about in the morning how you're supposed to wake up and feel and say positive things to yourself. That's really awesome. I think a lot of people need that. Now, I also wanted to ask about Toastmasters because that's a group that I've heard about. And I know that you've attended, or you right, do you still regularly go to Toastmasters meetings? Yeah. So tell me about that. I go to Toastmasters. They tell us how to speak. And the first day I went there, I saw people talking confident and clear. So I started to talk confident and clear. That's awesome. Are you the only kids there? No. I don't know if there's other ki- I don't know if I've seen kids at the local Toastmasters clubs here. That's really amazing. Yeah, it's an all-kid uh, Toastmaster, and they have their own president, vice president, and they actually run the entire meeting. And the parents, we just kind of sit on the side and just uh, observe. Oh, I didn't realize it was like a kid-specific Toastmasters. Did somebody locally start that, or is that like a, a national option? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, one of the... Uh, the president that originally ran it, she's in a Toastmaster, an adult Toastmaster, and she saw that there was a great need for uh, young children to have a Toastmaster. So they started a few years back. And, you know, my wife and I, we have been searching quite a while to find some type of speaker platform with most of the Toastmasters uh, organizations started at 18 and above. So this organization goes from uh, seven years old to 18 years old. So it's a great platform to be able to help kids. Uh, just be able to articulate at a younger age. And uh, as, as a result, her little brother, as a result of him being a Toastmaster, he had uh, entered a pitching competition similar to what we know as Shark Tank, and he won $25,000 for wow. elevator pitch. What a great group. Yes. So I want to jump back really quick to your books. You've got three books there. Raising a Kidpreneur, is that a little bit about your story? And do you give tips in there on how to raise your child to be entrepreneurial? Yes. Now, what about the science behind it? What, what does that book cover? The science behind it is about me and 20 other authors that talk about our businesses and how we started. So did you contact 20 other authors and get them all involved in the process? They contacted me. I love that idea. It was uh, collaborated with uh, 22 other kidpreneur business owners. 
and uh, they just come from a various backgrounds around the world. And um, from, I think our youngest entrepreneur in here is like maybe seven, six or seven and goes up to 18. That's definitely a book I'm going to want to check out because I love learning about other kidpreneurs. Yeah. So that's the science behind it. And do you do a lot of reading? Yes. What type of books do you read most frequently? Wrinkle in Time and Dork Diary. Oh, we're big fans of both of those over here. Did you see the Wrinkle in Time movie? Yes. Did you like it? Yes. And I met Storm Reed. No way. Where did you, how did you get to meet her? It was a, uh, it was a business uh, event with small children. She was actually one of the speakers, her and a couple other guys. Uh, from a Disney Nickelodeon uh, show. And uh, she did a little special shout out uh, video for Kennedy. And they spent some time together that afternoon. I did a book signing and uh, just shared some opportunity to get some insight from Storm. And she gave her some uh, good tips as far as moving forward as a young entrepreneur. Oh, that sounds like it was awesome. Yeah. Kennedy, do you have a vision of what you want to be when you grow up? Will this business just grow and evolve with you, or do you have other ideas? I have other ideas, like being a doctor. Can you tell what kind of doctor? A pediatrician. Mm. Because you like helping people, right? And you like kids? Do you have any advice, Kennedy, that you would want to share for other kids who might be listening and be interested in starting a business? Yes. Never give up, work for it, and exceed your goals, and get your parents on board. Get your parents on board. That's important, because your parents help you a lot, right? Yeah? (laughs) I also wanted to know, how do you balance everything, Kennedy? Like, when do you work on your business versus doing, like, school and homework? Does it become hard sometimes? No, a little bit. But after, after I'm done with my homework in the afternoon... I can sell products. So you found a pretty good balance, huh? Yes. Awesome. Sean, do you have any advice as a parent for um, other parents who have kids who are entrepreneurial? Because it's, I think it's tough. You know, you're balancing your family and your business, and then you've got your kids that are trying to launch a business too. So how does that work? Uh, I always recommend for parents to to take a a good observation of the children to see what they're interested in. You know, a lot of times I think some parents may brush over interests that their children have when, in fact, that could actually be a a spear point for their success or a journey that they may want to take. So, you know, oftentimes I think that we tend to always want our children to be athletes or perhaps entertainers. There's so many different opportunities being entrepreneurs uh, in which they can make a great living and make the same type of income that a, a professional ball player may make or an entertainer. So with parents, you, you know, we dedicate a lot of time into our, our kids. We invest in them. We get them around events, like we say with the Toastmasters. Uh, they come to events with us. Um, you know, we go speaker events like uh, E.T. Uh, Eric Thomas is a popular speaker known as E.T., So, you know, we take them to events like that and not to just look at them as children, but to um, put them in an adult environment so that they can perform at a higher level uh, than their peers. So I think that's real important as a parent that wants to get their kids started into entrepreneurial uh, pursuits and to also find out 
for themselves so that they can have a foundation. It's like, you know, we can't teach them math if we don't understand math principles. So same thing with business. We have to understand the, the foundational concepts of business, uh, how to run a business, and most importantly, become financial literate and uh, understand finances. And I think that would be a great start for any parent who has an interest in uh, pursuing entrepreneurial uh, aspects for the children. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, because I found myself in a position where I fell into entrepreneurship and didn't know what I was doing. So I don't want that for my kids. I want them to be more empowered than I was. Exactly. I agree. Well, before we go, can you please share where our listeners can buy the Kalox, find out more information about all of your products, your lotion, your dolls, your books? Where can we find out more about you? KaylaProducts.com. Awesome. Thank you guys both so much for taking some time out of your schedule to join me and share all of this information. It was so interesting to hear about your story, and I'm really sorry that you had to go through it, but I'm glad that you took that situation and turned it around into something positive that's helping other people. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mary. You'll find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash 73. I hope you'll join us on Friday, Monday, and back again here next Wednesday when we will interview Carlotta Thompson and talk about taxes. It is that time of the year. If you are listening when this episode is being released, we are in February and it's time to start filing your taxes if you haven't already. Now, Carlotta has some great tips that will help you maybe with filing this year, but also for ensuring that we get off on the right start for 2019. I can tell you after that interview, I have already changed the way that I am structuring my business so that I can maximize my income for 2019 and have the best chance at getting a refund instead of owing the government. Definitely an episode that any business owner wouldn't want to miss. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Bye. Don't miss my mom's next episode. Subscribe to the Familypreneur podcast and automatically get access to the newest episodes every week. Every week.